It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. Welcome to the official podcast of the Milwaukee Brewers. This is Brewers on Tap. Here's the pitch. A curveball! Time to tap the keg with Lane Grindle. Hello and welcome to episode number 78 of Brewers on Tap from Chicago with you as we get ready to wrap up the series with the Cubs later on today and get back home for a homestand, which is much needed, even though the crew has been red hot on this road trip. Currently 6-2, and two, taking both games in Toronto, 3 out of 4 from Cincinnati, and splitting the first two games of this road series against the Chicago Cubs. And well, why has this happened? There's a bunch of reasons. Starting pitching's been good. The bullpen's been lights out. They've played great defense. But in a big way, it's because of this guy. Here's the pitch, and Thames hits this one high and deep to right. But tracking it is Shebler. He's at the wall. It gets out of here. Eric Thames. For the second time this season, goes yard, and the Brewers' lead extends to 5-1. to one. And Thames sends this one high and deep to right field. Thames has done it again. Eric Thames with his second home run in as many nights. His third of the season. And the Brewers lead it 6-3. to 2-2 three. Two, two coming. And a swing and a drive deep into right field. Back on it, Shabler. How about three straight days for Eric Thames? Tell you what, that guy loves hitting a great American ballpark. A home run yesterday, a home run in the first game of the series, and a home run this afternoon. We're all tied up three apiece. Thames waits. Singrani throws. Swinging a high drive, deep center field. Back Hamilton, still back at the track. It is gone. A multi-homer game for Eric Thames. It's now 6-5. Two-two pitch. Swinging a high fly, deep into right field. Shebler watching. It is gone. Eric Thames has done it again. It's his sixth home run of the season and the fifth of this series. 4-2 Brewers. 3-2 pitch. Swing and a fly ball left field. Schwarber back. He's at the track. He's at the wall. It's gone. Five in a row for Eric Thames. Brewers lead it 4-3 on Thames' seventh home run of the season. He's now tied the franchise record. He's homered in 
five straight games. My goodness. And a Yes, Eric Thames has been amazing so far. It's really hard to put into context what he's doing. Nobody's ever really done anything like this before. Ryan Braun called it in USA Today on Tuesday. The best stretch he's ever seen any player go on over the course of two weeks. It's really been phenomenal. Here's what Eric Thames' numbers look like. 20 hits and 47 at-bats. He's hitting 426 on the season. Seven home runs, six doubles. He's driven in 12. He's added five walks to go along with it. If you're into stats and you're into OPS, an OPS of 1.491, 1,491, that's better than anybody in baseball right now. He is slugging at a 1,000 clip. He's slugging at a 1,000 clip. Think about that. It's absolutely incredible. And he's overshadowing other strong starts to the season. Ryan Braun's off to a 3.06, 5 home run, 11 RBI start with a couple of doubles and four stolen bases. Braun's having a big year. He's also with an OPS over 1,000. He's slugging at a 6.53 clip. And yet we're talking about Eric Thames because of how incredible he's been. Uh, Travis Shaw's done some good things. Shaw's got a bunch of extra base hits, seven doubles, a triple, three home runs. He's driven in 11 already on the season. And so there's plenty of candidates of guys that are really getting it done for the crew right now. Manny Pena is hitting 433 and 30 at-bats. He has 13 hits, six doubles, and he's driven in four. Uh, it's really incredible what this offense has done early in the season. And Eric Thames, obviously the, the ringleader of this, this is where all the attention is going. He's really the talk of Major League Baseball at this point. He hit five home home five home runs in five straight games. Actually, it was six home runs in five straight games. Uh, between Cincinnati and the first night in Chicago. Just amazing. Well, the crew is sitting at 8-7 and seven overall. They're 6-2 and two on this road trip. They'll finish up the road trip today against the Chicago Cubs and then come home. And when they come home, it'll be uh, a four-game series with the Cardinals, three-game series with the Reds, and another three with the Braves before going back out on the road. So the crew, even though this has been a really successful road trip, they're excited about getting back home to Miller Park and playing in front of what should be a very enthusiastic fan base with the way they've played here on the road. Here's what we have coming up for you on the podcast. We're going to talk to Brewers catcher Jet Bandy. We're going to talk to Brewers reliever Jared Hughes. And we're going to go down on the farm because the Brewers minor league affiliates having a very strong start to the season as well. And we're going to talk with Corbin Burns, who's pitching in Class A Advanced Carolina in the Carolina League with the Mudcats. And he is off to a great start as well. So that's all still to come. Plus, we'll tell you what's coming up later on during the homestand on What's on Tap. Right now, let's jump into it and let's catch up with the crew and talk with Jet Bandy. Braun sends it to left center and deep. Get up! Get up! Get out of here and gone again for Ryan Braun. He just hit another three-run shot out of here. Time to catch up with the crew. When I caught up with Jed Bandy last week in Cincinnati, we started by talking about the series in Toronto and what he saw when he was behind the plate catching Chase Yeah, Anderson. I mean, uh, he went out there first couple of innings, and, I mean, he was just locating everything he was throwing. You know, uh, we wanted to work his curveball, and then we wanted to get all his pitches going early, and uh, he did that, and he was locating all of them. And, yeah, I had a good feeling he was going to go pretty deep in the game for sure. Is there a good example of not making the game too complicated? If you throw your fastball for a strike early, it sets everything else up. Yeah, you know, uh, one of the things we talked about was just getting ahead of guys. You know, we sat and watched them the night before. We sat next to each other in the dugout, talked about the game and the game plan. And, uh, yeah, he was just getting ahead of guys, and he made pitches, you know, to get back into counts when he needed to and uh, let his defense work. And, yeah, he 
threw the ball really well last night. Also got a chance to catch Neftali Feliz in the ninth inning. And uh, Tuesday night he was electric. You weren't behind the plate for that, but you were last night. What's it like to, to catch a guy when he's going like Neftali Feliz with all that velocity? Yeah, uh, it's, it's really fun. You're, uh, you're thinking to yourself, you're glad you're on, uh, he's on your side, to be honest. Uh, yeah, you know, he throws 100 miles an hour, and he's got a slider, and he has a changeup. So, I mean, if he's locating all those, I mean, it's going to be real tough. So, uh, Neftali's been great so far, and uh, it's going to be a big part of the bullpen. You've had some good success behind the plate throwing out runners. Uh, what's your strength and, and, and what's your, you know, what is your M.O. in terms of keeping that running game uh, under control? Oh, uh, you know, uh, it starts with the pitchers out there. You know, if they give me a chance to throw a guy out, you know, I, I got a chance to throw a guy out. You know, it's uh, I've been fortunate to have guys that really care about, you know, holding the runners and doing all that stuff. And, you know, all I can do is catch and try to make a good throw. And so if the pitchers are, are doing their job and holding runners and stuff, which they have been doing a great job, it's uh, – it's going to be a good year throwing-wise. Well documented the competition in spring to get to this point. You're also trying to learn a new pitching staff at the same time. How challenging was that to learn the pitching staff and at the same time try to compete with Andrew Susak and Manny Pena? Right, you know, uh, catching is like a fraternity. I've always said that. You know, all three of us were pushing each other. And, uh, you know, catching is your first job. That's what you want to do. You really need to control the staff and get to know guys. And so trust is the biggest thing when I talk about that. It's just trust. They have to trust in me. I have to trust in them. And they have to know what we're doing out there. So learn a pitching staff, yeah, it's difficult, but some has to get done. I'm still learning more and more each day and uh, hopefully really start to you know, get on the same page and start doing well, win ball games. Did that help you lock in a little bit earlier than normal, knowing that you had to perform on a daily basis to try and earn a job? Absolutely. I mean, uh, you, you got to show up to the yard. You got to prove something every day. You know, that's how I go about it. I try to get better every day, try to prove something every day. And it's just, you know, learning a new pitching staff, a whole new organization. It's just, you know, something that has to get done, and that's my job. So it's been going okay so far. Jet Bandy is our guest. You fit into this clubhouse very well. Uh, you can walk through this clubhouse and see you, and you have uh, already, uh, you know, a good back and forth with all the guys. I saw you playing cards yesterday before the game, keeping everything loose and relaxed. Is that one of those things where you feel like that's one of your roles as a, as a catcher, one of the communicators on the team to, to, to bond with these guys and to keep everybody loose? Yeah, you know, I don't think it's really a, a role of mine. I, that's just the person I am. I've always been like that, outgoing, trying to make guys laugh, stay loose at the ballpark. You know, it's you know, it's also, it's a job. You know, once you're between the lines, you take it seriously. But you know, outside the lines, you know, make people smile, make people laugh. I'm, I'm coming to the field with a smile on my face. You know, I'm I'm playing major league baseball for a living, so you know, just have a smile on your face and you know, make everyone else laugh. Thanks to Jet Bandy for giving us time on the show. Jet's a great guy. He's certainly one of the funny guys in the clubhouse. You can tell guys have really taken him. And he's played well. Uh, Manny Pena's so hot that Manny Pena's been in the lineup a lot. But when Jet Bandy's gotten his opportunities, he's been amazing. Hit a home run on Monday night in Chicago against the Cubs. Helped the the Brewers beat the Cubs in that contest. And went three for four in the process. Jet Bandy's playing good baseball but Manny Pena is too. So both guys getting a lot of opportunities right now for the crew. All right. Uh, One other big-time part of the bullpen right now is Jared Hughes. Uh, The Brewers kind of have the the bullpen stacked up right now where seventh inning is going to be Jacob Barnes, eighth inning is going to be Corey Knable, and the ninth inning is going to be Neftali Feliz. And by the way, that's some nasty stuff coming at you. Jacob Barnes hit 100 on Monday night in Chicago. Corey Knable's been consistently 97, 98 with a big hammer curveball. And then Neftali Feliz hit 101 in Toronto last week. It's really been amazing to watch these guys go to work. But the guys kind of getting it to them when necessary, Carlos Torres, 
Jared Hughes a big part of the conversation as well, along with new brewer Oliver Drake. But I had a chance in Toronto to sit down with Jared Hughes and talk to him about being the new guy. Uh, I don't consider myself a platoon player right now. I'm still early in my career. I feel like I'm an everyday player. And uh, in 2015, when I got the opportunity to hit against lefties, I did a pretty good job. It's different for everyone. Um, I think every every hitter has their own plan. But whatever your strong suit is, that should be uh, your plan. But once I got up, I, it was a little bit of a mentality. It was uh, it wasn't pitching to my strengths. It was trying to pitch to the hitter's weaknesses, and that's where guys get caught up in. Uh, trying to do too much now for the clubhouse conversation when i caught up with jared at the rogers center in toronto i asked him if he's all settled in now i'm settling in well the team is welcoming me they're uh taking me in like family so yeah it's definitely going easier because the guys are being so helpful and it has been a whirlwind it's been a little nuts but uh but i'm feeling at home in milwaukee you said coming into spring you understood that you were maybe somewhat pitching for a job with the Pirates, um, but at the same time you have to do what, what you do to get yourself ready for the season. How frustrating of a situation was that for you, but was it nice to have an answer of where the next chapter was going to be right away? Yeah, it was frustrating. Uh, I definitely knew that my spring had not gone well, but at the end of spring I was feeling really good. My ball was moving a lot, and I was just like, okay, well, this is, this is where I need to be going into the season. Uh, so I got released, and that was tough, and cleared waivers and then yeah it was there were a few teams and then the brewers were very excited and they said they'd have an opportunity for me in the bullpen and i was i was ready for it i wanted to you know i know milwaukee well uh i i played there a bunch over the years of the pirates and i really enjoyed the city every time i played there i enjoy miller park i've seen how loud the crowd can get and i was i was all about it and i was definitely very excited and i still am very excited about this opportunity in milwaukee you are a sinker pitcher you're going to keep the ball down get a lot of ground balls, which can be so valuable, clearly, as a guy coming in out of the bullpen. Uh, how, how big of a deal is that for you in, in your success? I mean, I thrive on the ground ball, right? I throw a bunch of sinkers, like a ton of sinkers, and I'm just looking for contact on the ground. We contract, we contact on the ground. Uh, I'm looking for double plays, uh, first pitch outs, early action, which is three pitches or less. I want to get ahead in the count, and I want a ground ball as soon as possible. You coming in was there a lot laid out for you in terms of what the anticipated goal for you would be or is it one of those things where they said come in you're gonna have a spot in the bullpen and we'll kind of sort out the the roles as we move forward I think with any team in the major leagues it's go out there and do your best right away <laughs> like you know there's not, nothing's guaranteed nothing's given to you in the major leagues it's you have to go out there and earn it so that's what my plan is here I'm going to go out there and earn it I told Craig Council that I will pitch in any situation he needs me to pitch in with a smile on my face because I love the opportunity to be able to play for the Brewers in the major leagues. So uh, I've got no, I mean, no ulterior motives or plans on when I'm going to pitch. I just am happy that I have the chance to do so. Everybody that's watched, and you get this question every interview you do, you have a very unique style. You sprint in from the bullpen. You're talking to yourself on the mound. I assume that's to yourself on the mound. And uh, it gets you kind of amped up. It gets you ready to go. What is the genesis of that, and how does it help you? So the sprint in started in 2011. I was kind of on my on my way out. I was in the minor leagues. I had struggled a lot throughout my career. Uh, I was had just been put in the bullpen. I had some struggles in the bullpen, and I had a bullpen catcher that said, "Hey, Jared, you know, next time out, just sprint in, man, and throw the ball as hard as you can because it might be your last time. So you may as well give it your all." So I started sprinting in. I started throwing like four miles an hour harder. And I had the best two months of my life and wound up in the major leagues. It was the craziest thing ever. So that's how the sprint started. The talking to myself, I just am a big believer in positive thought. Uh, and I just kind of reaffirm 
uh, what, what my plan is out there. Come on, you can do this. Let's go. Let's get him right here. Get ahead. Get ahead. Positive thought. Kind of keeps you um, with the right body language, too, to where you're, you're getting it and you want to go and you're confident in your stuff. Exactly. Yeah. And if I hear it, if I hear myself say it or if I say it, then I'm more likely to believe it. And uh, I think it's helped me a lot over the years. I've been doing it for five years, six years. I've been talking to myself out there. And even though I might look a little crazy, I don't really care how I look. I'm not trying to look pretty. I'm trying to win. Jared Hughes is our guest. Last night, Domingo Santana hits a home run. You know this one's coming, too. And you grab the glove. You're going to try to catch it, and then you fall down. When you got to your phone, how many text messages did you have? I had a bunch. My family members are all texting me. Are you okay? What <laughs> happened? And uh, I know a bunch of like alerts on uh, social media. People were definitely uh, – I was hoping nobody saw it. It's the first thing I told my bullpen mates out there. I said, man, I really hope, hope nobody saw that fall. And they were all laughing. Of course, they, they all saw it. And I got in, and, of course, the HD cameras in the Major League Ballpark all caught it on, on film. So, yeah, it was a little, a little embarrassing, but at the same time, I mean, I don't know. I, uh, I guess, I guess it's, a good, it's a good thing to have the team laugh at you a little bit. Hopefully it will help them, uh, I don't know, you know, come around to me and be like, okay, this Hughes guy is kind of funny looking. There's nothing wrong with laughter over the course of a 162-game regular season. Jared, glad to have you a part of the crew. Good luck the rest of the year. I'm so excited to be here. Thanks for having me on, Lane. Thanks to Jared Hughes, Brewers reliever, for giving us some time on the show. All right, let's go down on the farm. Checking in on the farm. As we check in on the farm, here's what's going on with the minor league affiliates. The Sky Sox off to a great start. They are 8-3. Brett Phillips has had a good start to the year in AAA, which has been encouraging to see. Josh Hader's done some good things on the mound. Brandon Woodruff has been really good on the mound. And Lewis Brinson, back from injury, is doing what Lewis Brinson did back last August when he got traded over to the Brewers. He is 4-6 for six with a double, a home run, and five RBIs. No, not, not, not since coming back. That was on Tuesday night. He went four for six with a double a home run and five RBIs. He's hitting 357 overall on the season in 22 at-bats. Lewis Brinson looks like he is uh, going to perform very well this year at the AAA level. And before the end of the year, Lewis Brinson could impact the big league club as well. In Biloxi, they are sitting at five and six. And High A Carolina sitting at six and six. Corey Ray, uh, last year's first-round draft pick, has bounced back and uh, been activated on the Carolina Roster. He is uh, three for eleven. Went two for five in his first game with a triple. Looks to be healthy and looks to be working his way back. And Corbin Burns, as I just told you a little bit earlier in the podcast, about he's been awesome through three starts. He is pitching to an ERA of .56. Back in spring training, I had a chance to sit down with the right-hander. Yeah, yeah. For me, it happened uh, you know really quick. Um, you know, dream come true getting the getting the call on draft day. And, you know, to be able to say your professional pitchers, you know, it's pretty amazing. And then, uh, yeah, like you said, it happened quick. You know, draft day, you know, get physicals done. And the next thing you know, you're I'm out here in Arizona pitching and you know, making my way through up the system. So it, uh, it happened really, really quick. But uh, you know, I'm happy to be here. You, yeah, you really moved up. You were here, then you were in Helena, and then I think you ended up in Appleton, didn't you? By the end of the year. Yeah. So I actually went from here straight to Wisconsin. That's right. Yeah. So I, I had a couple of outings here and then went, moved to Wisconsin for uh, about a month and a half. Yeah. What what stood out to you about Class A ball and uh, what did you learn from that experience? Uh, yeah. So in low A, I mean, it's great competition. Um, you see some in, some of the best guys. You see the you know the high draft picks from the year before and then that, that current year. 
Um, so you, you really have to, you know, one through nine, you really got to pitch. It's um, you know, college baseball, you can get away, you know, one through five. You know, so your, your bottom half of the order is a little bit weaker. But, um, you know, when, when I got to Wisconsin, it was, you know, one through nine, the guys can swing it. So you really got to pitch and you got to be focused in, uh, you know, all game. There are a lot of college arms that the Brewers took in the draft last year. Uh, did, did, did that group kind of get close once you guys got to some of the different levels together? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, you know, some of my best friends on the team are the guys that, you know, I just got drafted with. And uh, they have Zach Brown, Thomas Jenkins, Chase Williams. So, um, you know, I've gone, grown, grown real close to those guys, and, you know, they're, they're all here now. So it's good to, good to continue to work with those guys. Matt Erickson strikes me as the perfect guy at that level. Seems like a, a, a guy that most guys can identify with. He brings a lot of energy to the ballpark every day. Is it fun playing for a manager like Matt? Oh, definitely. Um, he's a great players coach. He's got a lot of energy, loves being there every day, loves being around the guys. So it's a, he's a great fit and he's a great coach. How, I mean, the facilities in Appleton are, are really second to none in Class A. Oh, uh, that's got to be a nice beautiful. luxury too, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Coming from, you know, coming from St. Mary's where we didn't have the greatest facilities and um, to go play there in Wisconsin, beautiful, beautiful clubhouse, beautiful field. I mean, when I was there, great weather, uh, great fan base. It was, uh, it was a pretty cool experience. Hey, you, you mentioned when I was there because it does get a little <laughs> cooler earlier in the season, obviously. Um, so for this year, I'm sure you're hoping to be a fast riser as a college arm, maybe a little bit more advanced, a uh, little bit older from a maturity standpoint. Um, so you know, Carolina could be in the future for you and, and beyond. You know, how do you? How do you handle that? What are your What are your goals in terms of uh, individually in 2017? Yeah, so for me, I don't like to look at results. Um, for me, like I come to the yard every day and put in my work. You know, give 100 percent, whether it's a bullpen, just working out that day. And um, you know, the Brewers got a plan for me, and I'm sure they're going to put me on it. And I'll have to stick to it. But um, you know, for me, it's just coming out and doing what I can do to get myself better each day. Take me through your pitching repertoire and. You know what you feel your strengths are, your best pitches, in what counts. You, I mean, you're, without giving out, giving away too much, obviously, but kind of where where your comfort zone is and, and what makes you successful, in your opinion. Yeah, so I, I got a four pitch mix, uh, four seam fastball, throw two breaking balls and a changeup. Um, and I'd say probably the best pitch for me is the fastball. Um, I like to attack hitters early in the count with the heater, and um, you know, and then you know, go to the off speed stuff. Um, you know, I'm obviously a lot better when most pitchers are when you work ahead in the count. And so the, the you know, fastball command's a you know, big key for me. And so if, you know, when I'm on that day, getting the fastball hit of hitters and then you know, wiping them out with the slider, the changeup, breaking ball. What do you do in your off time? When, when you're not on the diamond, what are some things you like to do? Oh, man. Just, you know, we, as a group, we hang out a lot together. Mm-hmm. Whether it's, you know, laying by the pool, playing PS4. Um, you know, just whatever we can to, you know, to get our mind off baseball that we're, we, you know, we're, we're here, you know, five, six hours a day, so it's good to get away from the game a little bit and, you know, have some fun. Corbin, we appreciate it. Thanks, man. Thank you. Thanks to Corbin Burns for joining us on Brewers on Tap. And, by the way, Wisconsin also sitting at 6-6 six and six on the season after a win on Tuesday night over the Clinton Lumber Kings. That's checking in on the farm. Now let's see what's on tap. Here's what's on tap. Well, the Cardinals coming into town. It's a weekend showdown between the crew and the Cards. Yadier Molina and the division rivals coming into Miller Park for a four-game series Thursday through Sunday of this week. It's going to be jam-packed weekend at the ballpark. Crew's first five-county Friday of the season. The Beatles night on Saturday night and a Jonathan VR bobblehead giveaway on Sunday. Friday is that five-county Friday. All five-county residents save 50 
25% on tickets. Beatles night on Saturday. You get to come together. It's going to be an awesome British invasion of the ballpark. In-game features that will be special to the Beatles theme. And how about this? There's going to be a laser show. A Beatles-themed post-game laser show. First of its kind at Miller Park. Purchase the special ticket package at brewers.com slash theme nights. And then Sunday on the 23rd is Jonathan VR stolen base counter bobblehead. And uh, I've already seen this. This is cool. You get to count along as he continues to uh, steal bases and try to defend his title as the stolen base king uh, in the National League and in Major League Baseball. So uh, that'll be fun. Plus, that's also a Kids Eat Free Sunday. All kids 14 and under get a free lunch featuring a hot dog, bottled water, applesauce, and an ice cream treat. For tickets, call 414-902-4000 or visit brewers.com. That is going to do it for us for this week on Brewers on Tap. Join us again next week. We'll be looking for you. Have a good one, everybody. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.